Globechain is the largest and fastest growing ESG reuse marketplace that helps companies become more sustainable, save money, and achieve their ESG and SDG targets. Globechain connects companies from the construction, retail, hospitality, and office sectors with nonprofits, small businesses, and people to redistribute unneeded items, reducing waste from going to landfill. From fixtures and fittings going to thrift stores and being upcycled by fashion students to construction material being reused to help build schools, items are requested super quickly and help generate impact to local communities. So far, Globechain has diverted over 58 million kilograms of items from landfill, and they've helped over 50 million people across the world, saving them 350 million pounds through reuse. Check them out at globechain.com. Many of us are well familiar with the massive amounts of single-use plastic that are littering the environment. But plastic has practically an infinite number of useful applications. So can we have our proverbial plastic cake and eat it too? This was the question Devana Ng and her husband asked themselves while hiking in the hills of Hong Kong and cleaning up litter. And it's the question that eventually led them to start The Invisible Company, an organization that has created an alternative to single-use plastic bags. In this episode, Devana and I discuss their invisible bag, a bag that feels like it's made from plastic, but the material is completely biodegradable. Now, their customers can use the invisible bag to protect their products while being environmentally friendly at the same time. Check out this episode for a fascinating take on what the future of plastic looks like. Hey, Devana, thanks so much for joining us on the Sustainability Champions podcast. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Daniel. This is my pleasure. So I'd love to start by going big picture, and then we'll go a little more detailed. So what is the elevator pitch for the Invisible Company? Cool. So Invisible Company is actually founded in early 2020, and we are based in Hong Kong. We found the company in Hong Kong. So together with me, uh, we have uh, my co-founder, Flavian, who is also my husband together. So we are currently doing a water-soluble, compostable, and landfill biodegradable packaging, which is called Invisible Bag. So it doesn't contain the conventional plastic, which are PP, PE, PS, PVC, such plastic. And we are doing all the tests to make sure that after the bag is dissolved or biodegrade, is non-toxic to the environment, not harmful to the uh, animals as well. So we are currently providing these alternative packaging to different brands, such as the fashion brands, logistics, e-commerce to replace the conventional plastic bags. So the story behind this uh, invisible company actually began in 2018, four years ago. Uh, we are lo nature lovers. We are hikers, especially um, in Hong Kong. We have a lot of beautiful mountains, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, we found a lot of trash. Um, you will see wet tissue, papers, uh, plastic packaging. So we started to picking them up. We clean up the trails as much as we can uh, whenever we hike. Until one day, we had a thought like oh, what could we do to protect the, the beauty in the nature and what could we do more? So we started to do some research and we think of, yeah, we need to go with a packaging that we could provide to the brands and manufacturer to reduce at, at, at the waste at source. 
So we found this uh, material, which is water-soluble material, and we said, okay, let's bring this alternative solution to the brands. And so we designed Invisovac in early 2020. Very cool. And so what exactly is water-soluble? What does that mean for a material? Okay. Um, interesting thing is a lot of people like you and me came across to this material many times in your daily lives. Um, this material is called polyvinyl alcohol, which is a water-soluble and biodegradable material. And Invisovac is not only made with this, but also with starch, glycerin, and water. So what is polyvinyl alcohol? Um, actually, it was found 100 years ago by two German scientists. And so you'll wonder, oh, it has been such a long time. It actually has been commercialized back to 1960 by a Japanese company. It has been used in the medical industry, such as the, uh, our medicine capsules. It's also used for the stitches during your surgery. Unfortunately, uh, if people have to engage with a surgery. It's also used in eye drops, laundry capsule, uh, dishwasher tablet, uh, even on our LED screen and more. Um, so until we found this material, oh, it has been industrialized for many different applications. Why not we should commercialize it and also promote this material in terms of the packaging? So um, at the beginning, we launched a transparent garment bag, which is on hand, uh, more for packaging the garment industry. Oh, it's, it's blur. Um, and also afterward, we have been coming up with like different products like a mailer bag or, or pool bag. So that's a quick caption about this material. Very cool. And so how, so water soluble basically means that if it touches water, it starts to dissolve? Um, yes. So I would say to make it more a live scenario to explain, it's like sugar with coffee. So okay. you have a cube of sugar. Um, if you have a small espresso, it would take a little bit longer time to um, dissolve. But when the when you have a big glass of coffee, like a black coffee, then it will be faster to dissolve. So it dissolves fast or slow. It also depends on the water capacity. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is like the sugar will also dissolve in a lower temperature but it's just taking longer time. So the hottest it is, the faster it will be dissolved. So the, we recommend people or the users to dissolve the packaging. The ideal temperature will be above 80 degrees Celsius. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's pretty hot. But if you don't have access to 80 degrees Celsius um, or you know, going to your story, you were taking a walk in, in on the trails and in, in the mountains of Hong Kong. And what what happens if one of invisible bags ends up, you know, just sitting on the side of a trail and no one sees it and no one touches it? Of course, um, as you said, this uh, the ideal scenario is people really dispose of it correctly. But if it's unfortunately it end up in a nature or um, somewhere that wouldn't have 80 degrees Celsius of water. The most important thing for biodegradation is actually microorganism. Mm. So if you leave the bag just on your table as a storage, it wouldn't dissolve, it wouldn't biodegrade. So there's two elements which are very important, which is the water and micro, uh, microorganism together. So if it's end up in the nature, 
definitely there will be water, maybe rains or in the soil. And then after with the microorganism to eaten up the material, it will be biodegrade. So we have done um, a test, which is simulate the landfill, um, landfill situation, which is anaerobic condition. Mm -hmm. Within 90 days, there is over 85% of the material will be biodegrade. Wow, that's incredible. And how long, if there was a regular plastic bag, how mm. long sitting in landfill, how long would it take before it? So actually a lot of things will degrade sometimes, but plastic, it also depends on what kind of materials, also depend on what's the size. It could take decades and decades. Wow. So if you compare with the decades of a plastic will be biodegrade eventually in the landfill, with our material talk about in three months, over 85%, yes, this is a significant uh, a change and also difference. And what is the, I mean, what, so it degrades and I thought I heard you say that it's not harmful to the environment. Um, mm. So what what's left behind? I mean, it, when I think of sugar and coffee to use your analogy, I think, well, it's just, a, it's just an organic material mm. or compound, so really no problems there, but this is basically a type of plastic or similar to plastic. So what, what's left behind once it, once it degrades or biodegrades? So there is one thing that people concern a lot and we can make sure that after it degrades, there is no more uh, microplastic mm -hmm. because it will completely eaten up by the microorganism. And also it will go back to the nature and it is like the cycle. So we, when we communicate with our customers, they, we focus a lot on the afterlife. So no matter which stream the packaging will end up to, for example, in the States or in some uh, country or city where you have the composting facility, or even at your home, you have a home composter, which we have as well, it will be composed and you can use it as a uh, natural, uh, fertilizer or you can compose with your soil um, and then after if it's in the landfill of course it will be biodegrade and no matter which stream that it en ends up we make sure that there is no more harmful, harmful residues left over in the nature or in our environment hmm. and so that's because on your website you use the term no trace yes that's what you're referring to Yes, um, I think also regarding no trace is also how we educate the consumer. We want to bring a reverse banking. Nowadays, when you receive a parcel, the first thing first you unpack it is send it to the trash bin. Yeah. But we want to say the no trace is also a reverse banking and also different behavior change that instead of sending to the landfill or sending to the trash bin as the first point in, at your home, what you could do is like look at the packaging and there's some wordings and tell you, oh, this is different from a plastic. This is water soluble. You can make it invisible now, make it no trace on earth. So you just prepare a bowl, prepare hot water and put your packaging inside a bowl and just pour boiling water and dissolve it. That's no trace is not only about like leaving no trace on earth, but also the behavioral change of a consumer. Mm -hmm. Would you say that the behavioral change is more important than the product? I totally agree. I think it has to be joint forces. 
And that's why we emphasize a lot. We are not only providing a packaging to the companies, but also the education to the brands and the consumers. Because even though there is a great product in the market, but there is no one embrace it, there is no one understand it, is for us, it's also useless. So we emphasize a lot on educating the brands and consumer when they receive the packaging, they know how to dispose of it correctly, but not like just send it to the trash bin again. If in this case, there is no difference between a plastic bag or our bags. So we hope that by pro promoting or providing an alternative, people will understand that now we have a choice to make the packaging better in a better way. And I personally believe education is the most important aspect for this broad term of sustainability. Um, because as you say, people, first of all, need to understand what the problem is. Um, that's the first thing or wh wh where the challenges are with the environment. Uh, and then from there, education in terms of here's the solutions or here's some solutions or here's some ideas. So I, I completely agree with you. Education is the most important part. W would you say that the... Um, would you say that this educational component is actually the most challenging aspect of your work or is there something else that's more challenging? I think educational um, components is one of the biggest challenge when we are coming into sustainability field. I'm not only talking about invisible bag, but also other sustainable alternative or products. Um, second thing is, of course, the company, are they taking it as a policy? But when you come back, it's also a part of the education. Are people taking sustainable uh, option as a priority and a must when it comes to procurement? Uh, let's say in a company, uh, comes to the fashion industry, from the materials, um, from the garment fabrics to the packaging, to the last mile sending to the customer, have they ever infused sustainability in every procurement process? Now, if the employee already have that education and have that awareness, they will definitely bring that mindset into their workforce. But if they don't have that education or they don't have that awareness, or they just sit in to fill up that job, they might not bring the sustainability as a priority or trying to push it. So that's why we think that this is very, very important when we're trying to promote sustainability, no matter a plastic-free living, sustainable living, sustainable business, it always comes to the to, to the first priority and the most important thing. Um, if this is already infused in or imprinted in everybody's mindset, then it is easier for us, no matter what we talk about sustainability, it will be easier to promote. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to me, actually, now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's interesting that you even have to educate people because at least, I, I mean, I've been, I've had the Sustainability Champions podcast now for about, you know, four years, let's say. And it it's so obvious to me about the kind of the negative effects that plastic, single-use plastic has. And, and like you say, you see it everywhere. And so to me, it's so obvious now that it's even hard to picture that someone may not even think about it. Um, but it sounds like you're, you still have this education to perform and pe people, I, I guess, based on what you're saying are, are not 100% uh, aware that single use standard conventional single use plastic bags are harmful to the environment. 
Is that true? It's totally, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> true. I think the awareness is that that people knows, oh yeah, it has been living in that case. It will leave microplastic. It will endangering the, the human's health. We have even research showing, I mean, scientific research to prove that microplastic can be found in our body mm -hmm. and you would meet some uh, mental uh, health issue. People are aware of that, but the problem is the change, the behavioral change. Are people willing to make that change? When we come to talk to companies, especially those international global company, they will always come to the conclusion, okay, why would I change it if it's more expensive? Um, okay, I know that plastic is bad, mm, but it's more expensive. I don't want to change. Of course, there is a loss of rejection during the journey when we are promoting sustainability. But we also see that the positive side is some brand will see this as uh, is, is a must. They will see this as an investment because they know that today, if they invest into it, they need the trend, more people using it, then the, the price will come down. Mm -hmm. It's same as the first smartphone come into the market. It was very expensive, not many people using it. But today, Everyone have it because it becomes more mature. We have been promoting it. People adapt to it. People get used to it. I think this is part of the journey when we promote sustainable uh, packaging or any sustainable materials. And so would you say it's harder to, to educate? Um, this part about the education really interests me because, um, yeah, clearly this is where it seems to me based on what you're saying, this is the, this is the biggest hurdle and, and where we really need to spend the most amount of time. So um, would you say that it's more challenging to educate the um, your clients who sound like are their other businesses? Um, like you said, they're, they're uh, fashion, logistics, e-commerce companies, um, or is it more challenging to educate and I suppose convince the end user, meaning um, the person who ends up buying from the fashion company and receives a product in an invisible bag. But which side is more challenging or are they totally different? Mm, I always take it when we go for educational tools, uh, talking to students. When we come to consumers, we thought that we have a choice, but actually we don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Given an example, when we go to supermarket, yeah, we can choose different products from different countries on the rack, but actually who chooses it? Is the supermarket choose it for us? Yeah. So end users, they know that they have to get an option or choice. But at the end of the day, the most difficult part is talking to the business who make the choice for the end users. When you choose the product that is more sustainable for the consumer, they have a choice, they will use it. They will know that, oh, this is invisible bag, oh, this is water soluble, I can dissolve it. But the first layer that we have to come across with is the business who at the end who made the choice for their users. So there is some company, of course, they have many different reasons to reject it in terms of the cost, in terms of the operation, they need to train the staff. But when it comes to um, positive side, there is some company telling us that it's a no brainer. We have to change it. We need to see an investment. I recall there is a company that we talked to um, in the States. 
they are doing uh, different um, uh, branding for companies, no matter skincare brand, fashion brand. They say either you be a pioneer, either you be a follower. So if you want to lead the trend, you have to be a pioneer, you have to be the leader. So, and they also say that there is another company based in Hong Kong. They are doing sustainable shoes, uh, vegan shoes. They say that one thing, sustainability is like a fitness journey. You can't build up your six pack in, in one day, just do 30 sit up. Once you engage into the fitness journey, you have to do it every day. You to build up the muscle, to build up your six pack. Same as sustainable journey is you have to, you can't just change vegan in day one. You have to get a process. And this is how we've embraced this brand to believe in us, to believe the packaging that it will change the, the future. It's certainly a journey and, and it's very much a marathon. It's something that you commit to. Um, really for a lifetime. Um, and another thought I would think that, you know, from, from the point of view of why would a business want to move forward with using invisible bags? Uh, I think, especially because a lot of these, where the bags are being used, I mean, again, if, if we think about fashion, logistics, e-commerce, I mean, these are, um, these are medium or media rather or channels where the end consumer will see the packaging at the end of the day. And so it's an opportunity for your client uh, and customers, the businesses to demonstrate their commitment to the environment and how they actually think about, um, you know, sustainability and, and just in general, what they're, what's important to them and, and to their customers. And it's, it's really a way to show, um, you know, to be consistent with their branding, because if sustainability is important to them, but they're still sending their products in regular plastic bags, that's not consistent. Uh, and this is such a great marketing opportunity and a great branding exercise for them to show we care and we're doing something about it. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I would love to take this opportunity to share some real life scenario mm -hmm. or case study. Um, there is exactly what you said is a great opportunity for people to leverage on that, to talk about sustainability and also enhance the whole branding towards the sustainability or the green side. So nowadays, especially during the pandemic, you can't avoid uh, shop online. I'm, I'm sure every one of you have been engaging with online shopping e-commerce and how does uh, invisible bag play a role into the logistic or e-commerce. There is a global skincare brand. So they make sustainability in a must in their online store. So they default the packaging material will be the eco one. So they have been doing a lot of promotion and also uh, materials communication to their end user to tell people, now you don't need a luxurious packaging when you shop online because the end of the day, the most important thing is the products that you buy. So why don't we take a balance? We give you the packaging that protect the goods to make sure when you unbox it, your products are safe because it's a skincare brand. It means that there is a, a glass bottles, there is different liquids. But meanwhile, you can protect the environment. So what they do is when they shop online, 
at the last option in, in the shopping cart, they default the packaging material will be the equal one. So no branded, no coated craft paper box, which already easier for recycling. Mm -hmm. They make sure to protect the goods without pay any plastic bubble wrap, but honeycomb paper. So at the end of the day, you can also easier go for the recycling system. They don't use any plastic poly bag, but using invisible bag or the water soluble bag to uh, wrap the goods. So to make sure that the goods wouldn't be like uh, um, going around in the boxes to pack them safely. First, people can unbox it safely. They reduce the unnecessary packaging with the minimal protective one. They create less waste and a greener shopping experience for the consumers. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a great showcase, not only for um, this brand, but also other brands that they understand it. Yes, we need to create a better shopping experience to the consumer, not only talk about how fast you could deliver the goods, but also when they unbox it, the most important thing, again, is the products that you buy and you make sure that is is protected well to, to arrive at your doorstep. But also we need to know that we can do something better to the environment. So not using excessive packaging, plastic packaging, that at the end of the day, it end up in the landfill for that case with the microplastics. I think it's you're absolutely right. The This is going back to what, to what we're well, we're both saying the same similar thing here is that, yeah, the the end user experience, it, it really makes a difference. I, I remember I've received uh, products in the past that are packaged in a similar way to what, what you've described. You know, it's, a, it's just a, a very clean, simple box without any plastic tape, because that's another thing, plastic tape. Um, and then, yeah, the honeycomb paper, which instead of bubble plastic bubble wrap, it works just as well. Um, and I don't know, when, as you're as you're doing this, you realize, especially if the company chooses to, to write a little bit about the packaging, just to tell that story, it just makes it so much more satisfying um, for the people who care. You know, it, it's one of those things where if I care about packaging, which I do, um, I notice and I think, wow, this company's really, well, they're really thinking it through a lot and it shows. And for the people who don't care, it doesn't make a difference. You know, either way, it doesn't make a difference um, for them. It, as long as, like you said, the product is delivered safely and it's and it it's not broken, then what difference does it make? So, um, yeah, it, it's you know, I, I think I think it's extremely effective. Um, what I wanted to ask, and and if you have other um, if you have other uh, real life case studies, I, I'd love to hear it. But uh, one thing I, I'm curious as as you were describing this uh, packaging um, with your material, are you able to create different kinds of plastic or is it basically just one? And I'm using plastic with quotation marks, um, but is it with, um, or is it just basically a one type of invisible bag? So like, for instance, would you be able to create like a, a plastic style box, for instance, uh, that would also work in a similar way? Cool. Um, actually, for the past three years, we have been engaged with different research and development. We're trying to use this material to develop other applications because currently we come with a theme. For example, we still call it as a plastic bag because that's the general terms, mm -hmm. even though it's a biodegradable and not the conventional one. 
currently is still a theme that is soft. So we develop mostly is back. And okay. so that's why we call invisible back. But then more we engage with the brands and get in touch with different industry. They will say, oh, uh, what if I'm doing jewelry? I will need a box. And people will not care about the box because they care about the jewelry. Uh, but can I have an eco-friendly one? Yes, we have been trying to develop other um, the, the shape, for example, hot shape, a box shape, but it will take quite a long time to develop to make sure that is durable. Uh, we are still engaging into that. But meanwhile, actually at Invisible Company, we are develop other sustainable materials rather than only invisible back, which is water soluble. We know that in the pandemic, there is one thing that you can't avoid is food. But when it comes to food, a lot of them is pre-packed, no matter a locally produced or in-product products. So we, it also leads us to think generally mostly a plastic packaging. Some of them are recyclable. Some of them are multi-layer coated, so you can't recycle it. So we want to develop something that is not water soluble, but still have the DNA with plastic free, is food grade, compostable and biodegradable material in the future. Hopefully we can have a good news announced in the market next year. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, good luck. It sounds like quite a challenge. Um, yeah, I think food is food is such a big opportunity um, because most food is prepackaged. I mean, yeah, um, except for fruits and vegetables, really, everything else frequently, typically is, yeah, it has some form of plastic associated with it. Um, I think I think the most important, I would imagine that, you know, going back to this point of education and, and explaining about the end of life for the the bag or the or the plastic material, shall we say? Um, it seems to me that the minimum, like your your minimum criteria in terms of whether or not the bag is working well or the material is working well, is if it's discarded in a way that's not correct. So if it ends up in the environment, um, you know, like or in the ocean or um, on the side of the road, for instance, will it biodegrade? To me, if I were if I were in your shoes and, and thinking about, you know, what would a successful uh, material look like? It would be in a couple of weeks or whatever time period, this material completely disappears without harming anything. Is that how you're approaching it? Or are you, how do you, how do you think about it? Mm, we try to avoid any greenwashing. We also trying to make all our information transparent for brands and users. So at the end of the day, if they receive the packaging, they go to our website, they will see all the information, but not just telling you, okay, this is water soluble, uh, this is biodegradable, that's it. We don't do it like this. We do even further steps. So we explain what is the material, where you can find the material, uh, how does it work for landfill biodegradable. Um, so we have done all the tests to make sure that this is true set. Um, but apart from that, we didn't advertise much and we didn't mention too much is because um, it's done by a university. Actually, we have been working at a university in Hong Kong. They have been testing different materials in the market that you could find so-called as degradable or biodegradable. So they found 14 different materials, including the conventional plastic one and also uh, invisible bag. So they um, made a small sample they put it on the sea surface in Hong Kong. So around 28 days testing. 
all the other materials has no reaction in the sea. So it means that if unfortunately discarded in a wrong way and end up in the in the environment such as on in the ocean, those plastic or those conventional ones wouldn't react or wouldn't degrade. So that's why people are aware of the plastic pollution in the sea environment. But while invisible bag, after a couple of days, it starts to build up some algae. It means that it has some reaction with the microorganism in the sea because there is a lot. And then in that 28 days time frame, at the end, it just totally dissolves and dis is, I don't say that it's disappeared. I would say it's really um, degrade. Um, but we are still working for um, looking for different testing to more uh, educational and to make sure that um, to tell people this is at the end, it will be marine degradable. But we are still running this kind of research and test. Very cool. And the companies that, that you are working with who are uh, actually purchasing and using Invisible Bag, first of all, are they all over the world or, or are you focused in one place? Yeah, um, we are at, at the beginning, we are a Hong Kong company. We're focusing a lot of the community. Instead of uh, we said, okay, you need to buy the products with a large quantity. We realized that there are so many small uh, brands or owners that they probably just do their own accessories, their own clothing brand. They probably just have 200 clothing in, in a year time as a, as a spare project they are really aware of the sustainability, but they don't have a choice. They said, oh, I can't go for this kind of sustainable packaging because they always require a large quantity for production. At the end, if I can't use it, it become a wastage. So we said, okay, let us help you. So Invisible Bag right now, we have helped a lot of different uh, small brands in Hong Kong that they could just purchase online with 200 pieces to pack their garment, to, to ship their products in our mailer online to different places. And then after this community is built, actually now is only in Hong Kong. We have it in the United States, we have in Europe, we have in Colombia, we have in Brazil, we have Portugal, we have UK, we have France, and even we have also for sure in Asia like Taiwan and Japan and Korea, Singapore, Malaysia. So I would say that the community is getting bigger. More people are aware of that. But when it comes to talking to some big brand, they will tell you, okay, in one year, just this item, single unit, we produce 10 million pieces a year. But what we are doing until three years, we have around three to four million invisible bags are already replaced with the uh, conventional plastic. Compared with those big brands, we still have a long journey to go. We still need more players to come into play to make a change. So I would say that, yeah, it's, it's a great start. Uh, we have a different location, but we still have a, a very long and, and hard work to, to, to do. Well, as an entrepreneur, I would imagine, first of all, really cool that you're, um, yeah, that you have such a global and international client clientele. Um, but as an entrepreneur, I mean, yeah, it, it is a lot of work, but at the same time, what an opportunity, right? It's This is such a great opportunity for you as a business owner to, to make a huge impact and at the same time, yeah, grow grow a business that does a lot of good for the, for the world. 
Yes, um, I think that's not about passion. This is definitely a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, especially in Hong Kong, maybe is quite different from the States or in European country. Uh, we are moving forward towards sustainability, but it's still a little bit left behind in terms of the infrastructure, in terms of the education. For example, the recycling program, it just launched two, three years ago in Hong Kong that is touching the community. Before that, people are not really aware of recycling, yeah. but these days the government push a lot and trying to ban uh, some single-use plastic, but it's still comparing with, with the states or even uh, countries next to us, like in Taiwan or Japan, is still far behind. So I, when we know that we need to promote uh, invisible, but this is just a catalyst. More we have to do is the education. For example, we started our business because of the high cleanup. So what we do is we still try our best like every month or from time to time, we organize some uh, high cleanup through the community that we know from Instagram or social media platform. And also on our site, every weekend, we still go for hiking. We will definitely bring a plastic bag or reuse some packaging to uh, pick up the trash. We know that by taking action, even you don't have to say it, you influence the other people. So some people might not, okay, might not every time going for camping or hiking, they will uh, picking up other people's trash, but at least they imprint in their mind, oh, I have to take the litter back home. I have to clean up the trial. And that is already one of the action that we could make a change. And that how I feel like, okay, I have a mission to influence more people. And so I feel satisfied but I still know that there is a long journey to go and there is still a lot of work to, to impact and influence the others. Yeah, it, it is uh, It is a long journey. And especially with something like single-use plastic, I mean, there's so much of it being used every single day uh, around the world. Uh, yeah. But I think the thing is people are aware of the issue. They know that plastic is, is bad. Uh, they know that we need to stop it. But a lot of people, when we engage the conversation with, they don't know there is an alternative. Um, just giving an example, in our, in our daily lives, uh, we are vegan. We are very eco-conscious. Um, people will say, oh, we know that eating meat, for example, beef, it will create a loss of carbon footprint. Oh, but I don't want to be, become a vegan. I don't want to try. But sometimes we say, okay, instead of saying you should be a vegan or, or vegetarian, we should say that, okay, vegan dishes can be, uh, can be tasty. Uh, or we tell people, oh, you can actually use this or use that to make uh, appealing uh, or uh, appetizing dish. Or on the other hand, we say, okay, uh, cotton bud is still made of plastic. It's bad, but we can't avoid it. Some people will still need to use it. So is there any other alternative? We can tell people that, oh, there is some reusable cotton bud that you can use up to 1,000 times you can wash it. We need to tell people that the problem is there, but we always come with a solutions. Mm-hmm. Then people will start to, oh, it's not that difficult. So let's make a change together. We, we should have an approach in this way, instead of telling people you should stop it, don't use it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think 
demonstrating easy alternatives and this is going back to what you were talking about earlier with behavior change that's really the key and and like we were talking about earlier this is very much a marathon uh and so just to say overnight stop eating meat stop doing all of all of these things and and you have to be this way uh i think a, a lot of people don't like that um and instead yeah. if you say like like you were saying you know why don't you just try one vegan dish and see if you like it, um, or just incorporate more of it into your your meal. You know, it's a process, um, and and you have to. I, I think it's much more effective if people do it slowly over time, um, rather than jump in and change everything in their life overnight, because it's very difficult to maintain that kind of new habit uh, for the long term. Exactly. And I think one more life scenario is um, there is a um, company in Hong Kong, probably a lot, a lot of people will already know it, is um, they have an online store, it's a, it's a flight, I mean, it's a flight company. They uh, have an online store, especially during the pandemic, people couldn't fly. So they, instead of using the miles to redeem the flight ticket, you can use the miles or you can use cash to buy some products on their website with a, a, with a better price. Mm -hmm. uh, what they said is because now there's no flight, they don't say, okay, I reduced the carbon footprint by uh, or, or the carbon emission. What they do is they infuse this or uh, incorporate the sustainability angle into their online shop store. All the package, as long as it fits with our mailers, they would deliver in the, their invisible mailer. So it's not going to be, to be the full stop. What they do extra, they try in every platform, no matter to the staff or to the end user, they tell people that we have already switched to a sustainable packaging. And when the end user receives that parcel that delivered at that doorstep, when they unpack it, they will receive a card, of course, saying thank you for chasing, but also you can scan a QR code and it will lend you to the landing page with a video and telling you how to dissolve the packaging and why we switch this packaging. This is also back to the point is education because it's not only helping the customer to receive another sustainable packaging, but also with a message to tell you that how to dissolve it. Otherwise, it just become another trash to sending to the landfill. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think these kind of, these are small things that can make a really big difference. Um, out of curiosity, when you ship your, the invisible bags to your customers, how do you package them? So I would do, um, actually, we have been listed at everything online. We also don't want to make people feel like, oh, why am I resuming plastic bags? That is definitely is a no. So no matter what we are shipping to our consumer, for example, if people buying our uh, garment bag or mailer bag is also shipped inside our mailer bag. When we receive, or some people will be, don't be surprised that if you receive a cookie box, even though we don't do cookies, because we reuse all the packaging that we could have. So sometimes we, we collect some boxes from different places, and then as long as it fit, we put inside. So we don't do like our own branded boxes because we think it's, it's just another wastage. So we're just trying to reuse everything that we could. For example, the feeling inside, we don't do any bubble wraps. So what we do, we have a water-soluble packing peanuts. So which is, uh, it could dissolve. It could be uh, just a feeling inside a box. 
Sometimes we, we use our own water soil packing thinner. Sometimes we just use newspaper or magazine to fit up in, in a box, in the parcel, when we ship international shipment. When it comes to the tapes that people are not aware of that, actually plastic tapes is also a huge trash. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we use paper tapes. So to so easier for recycling when you finish the paper box. And at any single animal, we try all our bags to reduce the waste as much as we could and not to have the excessive uh, packaging. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. And that, that's what we were talking about earlier. I mean, these are the kind of things where, you know, your customers can see that you're really living your brand and it's very consistent. And I think that I would imagine if I were buying bags from you, you know, if I had a, a fashion business and I wanted to buy garment bags and I received, like you said, a box of 200 bags in a cookie box that is used. I mean, you know, I wouldn't expect that, but at the same time, especially if you left a little note in there saying, Hey, this is our, we're just reusing what we have to avoid wastage. Um, you know, I would think that's so cool. What a creative thing to do. And, um, and I don't know, it's almost even more personal because you found this box that to use rather than just using one of the many, um, you know, branded boxes that you would otherwise create. Exactly. I think a lot of people, of course, they focus a lot of the branding. We understood that branding is important. Yeah. But for us, we also want to take it as a balance. Um, that's why when we come to shipping uh, orders, we said, okay, there's one thing that we are not going to do any branded boxes because it's, I, totally, I totally think that this is not necessary. And no matter what in your daily life, you will definitely engage some uh, delivery boxes. Why don't I just reuse it? So sometimes it could be a cookie box. Sometimes it could be any like uh, just a pure paper box. Sometimes we just, we found it uh, somewhere or people give it to us. It's like, oh, we have some leftover boxes. Why don't you use it? I said, okay, great fit. And if it's too big, I just cut it off and the leftover paper, I just go and recycle it. So different clients, every time they would di receive different boxes. And so we'll tell them that, yeah, we reuse all the materials as we could. So just don't be surprised. And especially when you receive it, please help us to recycle, to eliminate the, the carbon footprint as well. So we're trying to have the sustainability uh, angle in every of the aspect. And just another side uh, benefit of that is you end up saving maybe a little bit of money because you're not buying branded boxes. So, I mean, there's also a business case for it. You know, you're just using what you already have, which is just one less expense that you, you can now avoid. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do believe that by taking that action at the beginning, maybe some people might not understand it, but step-by-step step, people will understand why you would choose that road to go with sustainability and they will understand that yeah actually we don't need a branded boxes because it comes to another things that we just mentioned earlier what you need is the product inside not exactly. the outside and of course you we the angle that we take is the afterlife and not to be harmful to the environment so i think everything when it comes to play that's called sustain sustainability Absolutely. Would you say that your work makes you optimistic about the future of the environment? Um, sometimes, of course, I will have a doubt of what I'm, what I'm doing. Can I really change the world? 
oh, um, in Hong Kong, we have 7 million people. Can I really change 7 million people behavior? Um, this is too optimistic. Uh, sometimes I will have the rejection. But when we come to talk to some uh, students from primary school, uh, high schools, and even talk to companies or even some end users, they would just inbox us. It's like, so cool. I received Invisovac finally. And I really touch it. I feel it. And I try to dissolve it. I film a video and I share with my friend. This is a great product. That gives me a feel that, yes, I think people are moving forward. And I know that is not like in the day one, people will change themselves. But is again, is a fitness journey. You just make the step one and you will go along with the journey. Yeah, that I agree. And but it's I, I imagine getting those videos, getting those emails are that that's probably what reminds you why you started this. And it's great to, to get that kind of feedback. Um, so yeah. if if someone wanted to learn more about the invisible company or purchase some invisible bags because they're you know, starting a business or they have a business that they're ship where they're shipping things, where's the best place to go um, and and learn more about it? So right now people can visit our official website, which is www.invisible-company.com. So now we ship worldwide. Uh, free shipping is in the States, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and other Asian countries. But meanwhile, we do all the international shipping as well. People, there is no minimum order quantity. They can buy just like 200 pieces of the garment bag or even one pool, uh, invisible pool bag for your dogs is also free shipping. Um, of course, people could learn more about our educational information on all our social media channels, including Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And, and on... Uh, on all those socials, if they just look, if you just look up Invisible Company, will it come up? So people just have to search Invisible Company underscore on Instagram and you will find our page. Excellent. Well, uh, Devana, thank you so much for, for your time and for going through this. I, I love what you're doing. I love your outlook and approach to it. And, and it's very inspiring to hear how much effort and time you're putting into the education piece, because uh, as we we're talking about, that's ultimately the most important aspect i think for the long term of sustainability and and of course the product that you're that you're working on uh is amazing because it, it it works and it's it's tackling a huge uh, environmental challenge so best of luck with with all of your research and and the next steps and yeah i'm looking forward to hearing how how this progresses as you keep going Thank you so much. Even we are far away apart. Um, we are based in Hong Kong, but we know that we are all joint forces and make a change together. That's right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Globechain is the largest and fastest growing ESG reuse marketplace that helps companies become more sustainable, save money, and achieve their ESG and SDG targets. Globechain connects companies from the construction, retail, hospitality, and office sectors with nonprofits, small businesses, and people to redistribute unneeded items, reducing waste from going to landfill. From fixtures and fittings going to thrift stores and being upcycled by fashion students to construction material being reused to help build schools, 
items are requested super quickly and help generate impact to local communities. So far, Globechain has diverted over 58 million kilograms of items from landfill, and they've helped over 50 million people across the world, saving them 350 million pounds through reuse. Check them out at globechain.com.